thing I'm not over there. My light isn't on. Why is my light on over there? Oh, well, whatever. It is what it is. Good evening, good evening. We're back. We're back. We're still here. We're still here. We're back. I think we're going. Um, uh, we're going to explain to you why we're still here. We're going to give you the whole plan as to when we're actually leaving. There's a hard plan and, uh, and all the other stuff. Okay, that's what's going on. She's here. <laughs> she, that's the good news. She's here. You guys are here. This guy uh, up in Canada isn't here yet, but uh, it's all right. We're figuring it all out. I'll just come over here and do this now. Thanks, Will. Welcome back. What the fuck is that? Did you just see that? Like I did. A caterpillar fell from the ceiling. <laughs> Haven't been in here in a bit. Good evening. Uh, we didn't think we'd be here for a bit. We're back, but only for a bit. <sighs> enough is enough. Uh, our buddy Mike will be joining here any moment, and um, and then there will be three of us. Right now, uh, Jay Ryan, Nicole Ryan. It's um, Tuesday. I didn't do a card, didn't get to it, and uh, it's been a busy day. Been a busy day. Uh, last time we saw you, the last bunch of times we saw you, we'd say, well, this will probably be the last one from the studio because we think we'll be leaving soon. 
And uh, we never really had a hard plan. Uh, now we uh, do have a hard plan, and now we are really leaving soon, and uh, this will be the last week of shows in the studio. We do have this this evening. And what is this, you ask? Well, it's a, uh, it's a fundraiser for the Autoimmunity Foundation. And um, on Thursday, good one, good one coming up. One of our, he wasn't our first guest. Tori was our first guest, but, but, but he was one of our first guests, and he came back with Tori for Lufka Cult. But Mr. Ray Schaefer, formerly of Porsche Corporate, now of Broad Arrow Group, the auction company. Uh, Ray Schaefer will be here on Thursday. We're very excited. It's been a Yay. long time. Pre-COVID, right? I think, pre, yeah. Pre-lockdown and pre-world like shutdown. a long time ago is all I know. Yeah. So that should be very, very <clears throat> fun. Uh, we're going to be talking all about the uh, the Porsche 75th auction that they just did, as well as uh, the upcoming Pebble Beach auction, which is exciting uh, for us because uh, we hope to. Or yeah, maybe I'll wait for I'll wait for Thursday to make that announcement. Sorry, Don's. But the good news is uh, it's Autoimmunity Foundation related and Broad Arrow Group related and Pebble Beach related, and you can probably put the rest together. But um, but the official announcement will be on Thursday with Ray Shaver. Uh, I've got absolutely nothing tonight. We have things to talk about. There are plenty of things that people have been wanting to know that we finally have answers for, but there's no blue card. There's no agenda. I've got no plan. Okay. How about you? No plan. No plan. Apollo Andrade says, good to see you, Nicole. Hi. Thank you. I, I waved and whatever. I'm just saying thank you. Maybe thank you. Thank you. Nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you. So good to see you, too. The photo you shared on Facebook of Nicole's legs was damn frightening. Ugh. You know, the worst part is that wasn't posed. Don, she didn't even know I took that picture. I looked at it and still can't figure out when you took it. On a bad day, recently. They all blur together now, so I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. It was a few days ago, but, uh, I mean, it, it could be any day, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, how, how are you, Tobias? Your favorite question. I heard a lot and I'm very, very weak. Tremendous amount of pain and very weak. It's such a bummer because you don't look even sick, let alone in pain and weak. I'll take it. I used to try really hard to look nice, and now I try not at all. So I'll take it. I find it ironic that you get so many more compliments on your physical appearance now that you've let yourself go. Isn't that funny? You used to try so hard in all the different classes and different programs you were on and different exercises, different regimens, different diets, everything. Really, once you just said, I don't care anymore, and you stopped eating diet shit and stopped eating crap you didn't need, really, just in general, you kind of said, fuck it. And, uh, and now people are, I mean, it's a wonderful thing that people are constantly saying how, how physically attractive you are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know, it's weird, but uh, yeah, I cut my hair. Like, everything that I do means more now. Yeah, I think perhaps you are more authentic than you were way back in the old days with all that fake bullshit. And uh, that, I'm guessing, is what's coming through. I'm guessing that's what people always saw anyway, but that's not what you felt them 
attaching onto. You thought it was the shiny nails and the hair and all the, the high heels and all the other things. I think they probably saw what was in there. I hope. Now the other stuff's just been stripped away and that's all that's left. Yes. It is weird though, the moment you got, like, I feel like it was shortly after you got diagnosed with MS and everybody started to be like, God, you look great. God, you look fantastic. I mean, it was like they thought you were pregnant or something. Like, you're glowing, you know? There's a weird thing where people overcompensate when you're broken. I've experienced that all the time. I didn't factor that in. You're so not dead. People. Here, congrats. But that, yeah. I mean, I hear that from other... Uh, I always heard that from other people in wheelchairs. Maybe if they're disfigured or you know, maybe somebody's burned or they have something unusual about them. And it seems like uh, people either stare or they don't look at all. Yes, and yes, they do. And the people that know me know how hard it was for me to be vulnerable about this weird thing that looks like nothing is wrong. So I think those few people really understand that it's so hard for me to be raw with things. Yeah. What about the people who don't get it and they still expect, or how about they still apply the old Nicole rules to you and they still, ah, and all this stuff. How does that go over? Not well. Bye. Well, I think of some very nice people, but I think of like a couple of times, even a long time ago, it was already happening back at like say Malibu kitchen. And there were some people you used to like go to spin class with and lovely people. They're wonderful friends in the car community, great people, but they hadn't seen you in a long time and they didn't know that like, Everything is different, including the amount of energy you're able to absorb and whatever. And I just remember they came over like, so happy to see you and so, the old kind of stuff. And it was a little bit weird. It was almost like we had to like, bring, bring it, Ross from Friends, bring it down. <laughs> it's, no one knows, but it has two things that show me. It's like MS is really what you don't know how to do which is clearly a lot for me, but it's really about teaches everyone that it's wise as maybe to read the room before you do anything. I think it's pretty clear that I'm not as energetic as I used to be, and I don't certainly carry myself the same way, so there's obvious tells. So I think if people take a minute to look before they just pounce and do things. I agree with you. I mean, that's advice we all could take from time to time. How do you get somebody to realize that in the moment when they're not reading the room and they're sucking you dry? You don't. You do. I just say it whenever I can because uh, people need to hear it and know that now. Yeah, maybe I can learn a lesson from you there then, because I'll tend to stop whatever's going on in the moment and be like, look, here's the thing. you got to understand. <laughs> she, she can't do that anymore, you know? And that happened that day on the board, and I think they got a little offended. I'm glad we're over it. <laughs> I'm glad everything's fine now. But, like, how do you – how do nobody wants to be told, hey, you're too big. Uh, you're just too much. Because it's not them. It's us. We can't handle it. It's not that they're too much. They're too much for us these days. Yes, and I think my face says more than I could ever verbalize quickly. I, I agree, but the same people who should be reading your face are the ones who aren't. 
And that's when I don't talk. That's when people pay attention. When you don't talk, because they have to. Yeah, because I used to talk over everything, and now I don't, so they know to not talk over me. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a tough one. Anytime we're around somebody new, I see them still trying. Like the, <laughs> there's six of us at a table, right? And the moment Nicole starts to talk, everyone else knows to stop because she doesn't have the energy to rise above, right? But then like a new person will be like, yeah, 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 and so-and-so. And, so. and it's like she just clamps, has to go back into her shell again because whoop. <laughs> and, and, and nobody's fault, just what she's talking about, how nobody knows. Not Did you knows. watch The Good Place where they turn into cocoon caterpillars and they just – Zip up. No, I only saw the first season of that show, which I liked very much. And then once the cliffhanger for that season was exposed, I was like, ugh, I'm out. I loved everything they were doing. And then it was like, oh, you didn't have anywhere to go. You didn't think this through. And now it's like lost in season four when they were just writing it on the fly, right? We don't know where we're going with this, but we'll catch up, I assure you. It's a little of that, but there's a lot that I find applicable. Still good. Okay. It's on uh, Netflix, I think. Yeah. Right? Okay, I'll check it out. I, I like the uh, first season very much. It's made me a fan of everyone on the show. I already like Kristen, Bell, and Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. But I really came to like Jamila. She plays the Percy sister one. And the guy whose name I never, John Yu. Jean Yu in the first season, but it's something else later on. Because I was like, "Oh, isn't that Jean Yu from the thing?" You're like, "I don't know who that is." I was like, "From a good place." You're like, "His name is, uh, you know, it was like a three name, something very American and normal." That normal is the word wrong, but but like something very just average, doesn't not Jean Yu. And then we see him in other things, and then it turns out that was him. But they changed his name halfway through. Jason, but I'm not. <laughs> I think you're right. It's like Jason, not Manzukas, but something like that. Something similar. And Hank Mardukas. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's your best friend, Ed? Well, Robbie here. And Hank Mardukas. Uh, Don said uh, it was the dead T-shirt that worked for me. Yeah. Uh, when we first moved to Toluca Lake, where we are, we're very near the Hollywood Bowl. And uh, we went to a concert when we first moved here. You could still walk and stuff. I mean, we walked halfway home that night, for God's sake. We walked really far to get an Uber because it would be easier. I know. I was fun then. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's funny. I think about, I saw a commercial for Subway the other day, and I thought to myself back, like, there were days when, you know, first of all, you did everything on your own. You were so independent. And you'd be doing that crazy life we always talk about. And you'd still be like, you know what? I want Subway. I'm getting Subway on the way home. You want Subway? And then she'd pick up Subway and swinging sandwiches and all the other stuff in your work and your laptop bag and your purse and your phone in each boob. It was amazing. It was amazing. We don't realize how lucky we are just to be able-bodied and be able to do stuff. Crazy. Yes. There Crazy was pants. a lot of errands I ran. I mean, that wasn't That was like a, hey, on the way home, we're getting. But I the fact t- that you would stop and pick up food. like I I've had been, time. Yeah, and energy and ability. I've just I've been handling it for so long now that I kind of f- forget that there was a time where you did fucking everything. 
everything, everything for everybody. I cooked so many courses for Thanksgiving over and over, and it's like every year, no was, one cares. It's ridiculous. Well, it was a weekend event. You'd you would be a, it would be like a Wednesday night thing. We'd have all that crazy those scallop bacon things that you would make, and and a bunch of other things. And then there was the ten course Thanksgiving Day meal, and then we'd order Buca de Beppo the next day or something so you could have a break. We needed breakfast and things to eat during the day when we drank our faces off and then Thanksgiving dinner. We did drink our faces off and we always had house guests. Yep. Like the the Griswold family Christmas with the the ding dong, (laughs) ding dong, ding dong. (laughs) That's kind of how it went. Oh, for years. Oh, we love the good place. Is it good all the way through Auto Journey? And hello, by the way. Hello, Devin. Devin, uh, I w- I'm going to upload the third show you asked for. There just wasn't room. So I did the two, and then I'll do the third one next. Auto Journey, by the way, is Devin. Reminder to everybody, he's the one who does the clips, the cutdowns, uh, which have been pretty entertaining lately. He did some uh, some Jay Leno ones that were good. And who was the one lately? Spike. Spike Ferriston. He did some clips from one of uh, Spike's appearances. They're great. He does a great job. Thank you very much, Devin. <laughs> oh, look, don't forget. Uh, we updated the GoFundMe today. I had been meaning to do it for a while, needed to do it for a while, finally got to it today. There's not enough time these days for life. Uh, back to <laughs> just t- t- too much. Uh, but we updated it, and um, I don't know. It's weird to say we're excited about that. That's hardly the, the it's hardly the feeling that I would say. But um, but we're happy uh, to have the help and the relief and people uh, who support us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, also, uh, we're working on the website. They put up a new. Uh, we're working on the website. There's going to be a bunch of stuff and more uh, information, more content. But um, but currently they've got the donor page up finally we've been wanting that donor wall donor wall like a real like a real foundation or museum or something would have you'd have a donor wall with people's names on it people who you want to show appreciation etc etc oh it looks like somebody's joined us that's good stuff i'll bring him in here uh so we did that and uh and so there's a donor wall now on the autoimmunity foundation page where you can (laughs) go and find your name it's nothing but we just we don't want to not appreciate everybody in any way we can. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think it's cool. Thank you. <laughs> it's like the Vietnam Memorial. Um, it's something to point to. It's super neat for that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, honestly, I think that other um, organizations do that sort of thing, not just for recognition, but also so that other people see like, oh, well, look at all the people that support that. There's some big names on here, that type of thing. And then it makes them want to write a, a check. And the size of the check doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, for every $100, or even there was a $500 one from a friend of ours in the entertainment industry, uh, there are $5, $20, $15, $6, $9. Uh, every little bit helps money is money and um and we're grateful so thank you so much especially if you sent nine dollars if you sent nine dollars that almost means more to me because it means that's what you could afford and you sent us what you could afford we're grateful really really grateful so uh hi mike look at this we're still in the playset. you missed the whole beginning <laughs> hey guys 
I was uh, driving home as fast as I could. And as I got home, it was crazy. I was backing into the garage. And You're on the wrong wife... mic there. I'm on the wrong mic? Really? Tap it. Tap the mic and let's see what happens. Nada. Tap your iPad and see what happens. Oh, man. I don't know what to do here. That's all right. We can hear you. It's just not your usual broadcast quality. I see. It's like Step Brothers. Oh, hold on. Step Brothers with the uh, Chewbacca masks. I don't even care that mine's not movie quality. How's that? Much better, buddy. All right. So on the way home, things got crazy. I was rolling into my garage, and as I was going into the garage, suddenly the garage door starts going down. (gasps) And it crunches on the roof of the Bronco. Just the roof rack, hopefully? It wasn't. The roof rack is off the vehicle right now because uh, we've been taking the top off and putting it back on. So we took the rack off. But everything's okay. Uh, A garage door panel is bent, but it seems like everything else is all right with a small scratch on the uh, roof of the Bronco. And uh, hey, you got to break it in, right? This sounds like a Canadian feed to me. This sounds like the type of thing that would happen over at BMW... uh... Of uh, Ridgefield. What a whoopsie daisy. <laughs> hey, I wish we had the camera out, uh, but uh, Candy and I were uh, too busy panicking. And so- <laughs> Yeah, I would panic too. I mean, no matter, everything's insured, right? So, like, no matter what, everything will be taken care of, but, but uh, uh, no, no severe damage to the car, you don't think? Maybe a little. Doesn't appear to be. The, the worst was the garage door came out of its track, oh. and uh, we were worried about that, but we managed to pop it back in. Oh, and the, even the panels, it seems to close. Small bend in the panel seems to be the only permanent damage. I think the scratches will buff out of the roof of the oh, Bronco. Gosh. I think we're all right. Well, that is good. Now the question that has been on my mind since you brought it up, what caused it to, is this a malfunction? Did someone hit the button too long? Did it, you trip something? Like what could have happened? All right, so now I have this battle going on of how much of this story can I say without humiliating or embarrassing my wife? Mm. Uh, you know what? We'll skip it. By, Got it. She, you know, she had a number of those incidents as well. Just it usually wasn't the door. It was usually the side. Many, many times. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I'd I'll like tell you to the, make the, an the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I had to say to Candy after it happened, I'm like, are you getting mad at me? And she's like, no, I'm just mad. I'm like, okay, because don't get mad at me about this. Because, you know, this is okay. Accidents happen. But, like, everything was very emotional. And uh, she said, I just said, just say I'm sorry. And she said, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. like, that's all it is. And we hugged it out, and that was it. Oh, good. So, yeah, yes. So she hit but, the button too long or something. All right. Well, that happens. That happens. You know what? This is a she accidentally testament, clicked to, it. testament to your relationship, in my opinion. I mean, look at that. What a great way to work out. I mean, if you closed it on the car in the old days, I think I would have flipped out. I think I think so. you would have flipped out. We both would have flipped out. Yeah, bad day. <laughs> bad day. <laughs> bad day. <laughs> yep. Oh. Well, Thank God I'm it's glad a that everything's okay. Yeah, me too. If it was the Mercedes, oh my God, with that aluminum top, oh no. Yeah, oh, no. The no. Bronco, that's what they're for. 
Yeah, with the Mercedes, you probably would have had a little more time to maneuver. The Bronco, it's you know, it's pretty high. There's not much room between up totally and down a little bit. You're bang on. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like less. Just the than margin six for error is less. Totally. When the it's roof actually impressive on, you fit that to... in your garage because a lot of people are posting pictures of their Broncos not fitting in their garages. <laughs> yep. With the roof rack on, we have to take the little string on the garage door holder and we've got to put that string up because the roof rack, it could tie around it and pull the thing down. We have to, yeah. Be funny if that's so. what happened. You know, it was tied up and around and then when it was coming down, it pulled the string, which then unlocked the mechanism and then it crashed down yeah. on your car. Almost happened the first time I pulled the Bronco into the garage. That almost happened. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, shit, man. Uh, how are anyway. you? How was your weekend? How are things? Things are good. Um, I know you saw this, but uh, delightful podcast yesterday with Tom Dreesen. Love, love, love that man. Off camera, he told me to give you two his best. We love him, too. And, um, you know, it's funny. We don't see him that often, even though he's practically a neighbor. He lives in the next town, which is only a couple miles away. We could see him more frequently. And he plays golf right here a block away here in Toluca Lake. Uh, speaking of, Don Giller points out that your voice is much better today than when you inhaled the helium for the Dreesen interview. I think you were excited and maybe Something's in the high register. Something's up with my soundboard. Yeah, something's up with my soundboard, and uh, it, it did something. I powered it down last night, and I powered it back up again today, and it seems like it's all right, but uh, my modulation of my voice was significantly higher, almost Looney Tune status. So, um, I had thought that Don's was making a joke about you. This was an actual technical difficulty? Yeah, to do with my soundboard. Uh, Tom gets on, we're about to start, and he's like, hey, why do you sound like, uh, I forget what it was, but Alvin and the yeah, like Don says, it sounds like you have helium. I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't know. I had tested the mic 30 seconds before and I sounded great. And then suddenly I started sounding like a cartoon character, so. But yeah, will I'm not that sure affect why. the show or it doesn't matter? Or are you going to edit that? Yeah, no, I, I did a makeshift uh, little quick uh, adjustment and I have a little bit of echo on my side, mm -hmm. but other than that, it's fine. And Tom sounds great. And Don actually appeared on the show too. He sounds great as well. He asked uh, uh, Tom a Frank Sinatra question, which I was very happy about. Um, I feel real kinship to Mr. Dreesen because he carries the torch for Frank kind of the way that I sort of feel the need or the desire to carry for it for pants. And I know that's a, something that you certainly can relate to as well a little bit. And. Um, when, when, when Don came on and asked this, uh, Frank question, Tom took about 10 minutes to answer it. And it was just, it was great. You could see the delight in him answering it. Now, does Tom Dreesen know who Don Giller is? He does now. He, uh, previous to he, your show, he, he and I, well, okay, actually that's not true. Last, so last night, Tom and I were going back and forth a little bit texting. Um, and he goes, okay, so Don is that guy. There and, you go. and you know, by so that he knew guy. that there was a guy. He just didn't realize that that was him. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. You're crossing so, bridges for um, Don's left and right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm still stuck on it's your time, Mike. It's your time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of our time. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was doing his custom made show with Jane Paul. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I get that reference. Do, but do you, Mike? That's an older late night reference. I, I Yeah. Oh, you yeah. do? Okay. The, the vote, that was, was that the show with the voting? And uh, I'm trying to, was Dr. Ruth 
number is that the one where they voted in the order of the show there's a handful of them yeah that might be and who the guests were going to be pretty sure this was an audience uh it was an, yeah. it was an audience uh, reaction type of thing wasn't okay. it because they did that for a little bit they would have guest host they had people from the staff host the show it was fun it was great uh, having there's anything from Tom. last week that we didn't do we we are planning on leaving this weekend planning on leaving this weekend uh okay. we have decided to stay in town because of things there were things that were happening that were happening behind the scenes that we were not at liberty to discuss with everyone on the show yet uh, we still technically aren't, but because of the nature of all this and how it's laying out, I want to at least tell you what it is. Um, we had been working, you know, at this show for so long, but it really was never just to get this show to be seen. It was always to kind of be a business card for our career shift here that we kind of did and, um, and a place to hone our skills. And this was a little tiny stage that we could go work on our standup for years and years and years and have other people come in and whatever. Um, so this kind of, this late night plays, I think, has sort of always been our practice show. And, um, and I don't know what it will be in time, but it will continue to grow forever or until we stop doing it, whichever comes first. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, uh, the goal has been to try to make money from this, and that was never going to be on YouTube from a little tiny show that not many people watch. Um, I don't think you can make a career on YouTube by just having your friends watch your little videos. It kind of has to get out there. Um, so we really wanted to work at uh, getting better at this so that potentially opportunities would come to us. You know, I'm a magnet guy. We don't, we, neither one of us chase very well. Um, professionally, you always worked with high enough tier talent that the offers would come to you and you would swat them away and pick and choose with what you thought was best so that you could help create their career, co-create their careers. Um... The good news is some of those opportunities have started to trickle in here and there. And um, heretofore, none of them have developed into anything very, very real. They've, there's been a lot of talk here and there. But um, there is one uh, car show coming up that um, that I did uh, get, I think was safe to say. I'm not going to give you any details on it, so nobody can screw this up for us. But... Uh, um, there is a deal uh, coming up, and we had been waiting in town for the paperwork to finalize so they can literally be here and sign it. Um, and that's going to happen this week, it looks like. So um, uh, it's really kind of just good things behind the scenes um, that finally we'll be able to talk to you about more, and then you'll see why we've sort of been active in some places and really silent in others lately. Um, things that we used to be pursuing pretty actively kind of may seem like they've gone quiet. They haven't. More to come. Um, I guess basically, without any actual information, we're excited that things will hopefully finally be getting a little bit better for us in some ways. So many things aren't getting better, and we have no control over them. And then this is one that theoretically, hopefully, is finally starting to get better. How do you feel about that? I see this as a great avenue. Yeah, for me, it's relief, massive relief. You work so hard at something for so long for nothing, very little return. With this the, in the back of your head going like, oh, one day it'll all, no, no, just trust me, trust me, one day. You just keep paying in and one day. Um, so 
we hope to God that's where we are. <laughs> At the very least, there is good news. So we're thrilled about that. Uh, and it's exciting. It's exciting to have a nice long conversation with Magnus about it this morning. He's like, oh, it's just exciting to be doing something new, something different, something, something expanding, expanding your consciousness and your horizons. So I think that's really what we are most looking forward to. The car show thing is something for me specifically, but it will help us in everything that we do because of the awareness it'll bring and stuff. So yeah. for the foundation, for this little show, uh, for everything, everything we do, except for good vibes. That's gotten big enough. <laughs> all, all welcome still. We're definitely not going to become the elitist dicks that, uh, that don't want you at the thing. But, man, it is funny what a thing of good vibes has, uh, has turned into. It, I don't realize it. I forget because we're in it all the time. But then somebody from somewhere else will kind of start talking about it or, or make me think of something that I hadn't previously thought of. You know, they'll point something out to me like, well, geez, but, you know, you didn't used to whatever. And this is all happening now. I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah. All the things we were trying to do and then the one we weren't, that's the one that fucking takes flight. Of course. Tom didn't know, nor should he have. <laughs> he does now. That was a different custom show. Got it. Oh. For Mike only, you get the email thingies? Uh, not that I've noticed. I've been busy all day, but I will. I can't wait to look. Cars and Comedy plays at the Nabbit Strike Years. It's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Thanks, Devin. It is exciting. I mean, like, I, nothing's real yet. The, bot, the floor could drop out of this thing, you know, tonight. Uh, but I don't think it will. We've seen that happen before, and this one's gone further than anything else. Yeah, for sure. So it should be really fun. I can't wait to tell you all about it because, because it's the type of show that you all could be involved in. That's the fun part. Everybody in the world has a chance to be involved with this type of show. That's right. Even people from Canada? Even people from all over the world, including Canada. Other side of the world, even other hemisphere. Yeah, it's, yes, they've got they've finally. got some great ideas. The people who brought this thing to us have some great ideas, and if we're able to implement even half of them, the show's going to be really good and really fun. And that's all I'm going to say about it, because <laughs> until I get paid, it ain't real. <laughs> uh. Uh, we miss uh, everybody. That's funny. We see some people at Breakfast Club, but we used to go to a lot of car shows and stuff, and we used to see a lot of people regularly. And I feel like lately we haven't seen as many people because we haven't been doing as much stuff. And then you do something like, uh, well, there's the Porsche Brood right now in, in, in um, Palm Springs, but also you do something like the GoFundMe, and then everyone comes out of the woodwork with beautiful, nice messages and everything. And then it makes me realize how much we miss everybody. So I'm really looking forward to this road trip to be able to get to see a bunch of people that we don't get to see regularly and then come back here. And then if we have the energy, actually hit some of those things to try to uh, to try to support people the way they support us. You know, there's so many car shows yeah. out there That'd in L.A. Be good. And I'm thinking that once we get back, we're going to need a nice long nap and then we'll be probably anxious to go do stuff again because I'm hoping that this will uh, charge us up a little bit. I'm hoping. Sorkin line. First we show up, then we see what happens. Amen. Amen. What a day it has been, Don Giller. I use that uh, Sorkin line often as well. What a day it has been. I use the phrase, I get screwed with my pants on. That's a Sorkin line. Really? 
from what? I just got screwed with my pants on. Yeah, he used it in at least two of his franchises. It might even be three. Hmm. What does it mean? Uh, I just got fucked over. Mm-hmm. I just got screwed with my pants on, you know? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like it's that. It's a TV friendly. Very much so. Just got I think Josh Lyman said it. And I think it was on Sports Night as well. You watched Sports Night? Of course I watched it. Have you ever talked to Don Giller about Sports Night? Uh, I know we Don both Giller used to be a big stuff. fan of Sports Night. Sports Night was amazing. Uh, I agree with you, and I don't like sports, but it was a great show. And it was sort of loosely following ESPN back in the days, which I did work at. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I didn't know you liked Sports Night. And then uh, Josh Lyman, is that, uh, is that that's Bradley Whitford from West Wing? Yes, that's right. He was a great character. Every character on that show was great, but he was a great character on that. Uh, and uh, Alice and Janney, probably my two favorites, Josh and Alice and Janney. They're both really mm-hmm. good on that show. You remember we had a conversation once on this show not too long ago about Alice and Janney and um, that other girl? <laughs> Modern day interpretation of her. Uh, oh, yeah. She's very pretty. She's in Knocked Up. Aubrey, she's Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. Thank you. Yeah, Aubrey much. Plaza. And I made the connection. Ever since then, every time I see Alice and Janney in something, I think she's very pretty. I think I have a little crush on Alice and Janney. We just watched. She is not attractive in this movie, but we just watched uh, American Beauty. Uh, She was fine attractive in in 10 Things I Hate About You. But in American Beauty, she's specifically not. She's kind of dumbed down as the colonel's wife next door. You know, the kid who films the most beautiful paper bag in the world and plastic bag in the world. Uh, the mom is kind of like uh, damaged a little bit, you know, from from living under the dad kind of thing, and uh, so she's whatever. She's a little out of it. But even then, I was thinking, my boy, this was t- twenty five years ago, and she looks great. Not everything for her. I know, not really, but like, I like people who are a little off the beaten path. She's definitely that. She is the gap in her teeth in that Ten Things movie. I never noticed it. For me, it's the talent more than the physical appearance. It's the ta- I just am sure. so attracted to her talent. For I think she's sure. so smart. Yeah. She was also the nemesis in Over the Hedge. You know Over the Hedge, too? Sean did like every We've talked about that because Bishop worked on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like every no, voice. Austin. He did every voice. Yeah. Other than Gary Shandling, of course. Um, our, no, our, no, no, uh, no, no. He did Gary Shandling too. Sean did, not only did he have a lot of voices in that movie, he did scratch for the entire thing. What that means is cool. all of the actors who come in read one at a time. So Will Smith came in and read, oh, that was Shark Tale, but whatever, all of those movies at the time. Yeah. All of those different people came in and they read their parts, Steve Carell, Gary Shandling, et cetera. And Bruce then Willis, Sean yeah. Bishop acts out the other actors' parts as, as the celebrity. So he's doing celebrity impressions to Gary Shandling. And then when, when the other guy's there, he'll be Gary Shandling. <laughs> Does that make sense? So he was acting like Bruce Willis to Gary Shandling in person. That's yes. fantastic. Yes. That's precious. Yes. I didn't explain it well, but thanks for getting it. Nice job, Sean Bishop. We love you. So talented. That guy is so stinking talented. The only problem with Sean Bishop is he's so talented, it's hard to wrangle his talent. And that's a common problem. Because he's such an artist, he's such an explosion of talent. Like, no, 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 we're working on this now. And he's like, but I got 10 other ideas. You know, it's really hard to wrangle him. We were like that on the time so machine. So, John Bishop has played Alice and Jenny. 
Is she in that movie? Oh yeah, she must be. Or he She's or he did to her and then and then, yeah, and read it back. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. It all comes full circle. But on that sure. other movie that I was thought we were talking about, which we weren't, Shark Tale, there was some heavy yes. hitters in that that he was doing. It was like Robert De Niro and Will Smith and uh, Big Pussy Bompensero from uh, from uh, Sopranos. Uh huh. It was like all those guys. Oh, that's so fun. It's always funny hanging out with Sean back in the days, like building the cars, because he'd be working on these movies, but he'd be working on them for like three or four years. You know what I mean? Because the animation takes so long. Yep. It's not like us where you work on a movie for six months and then they promote it, they edit it for three months and then you promote it for a month and then it's out. And it's animation out. shits years and years and years. It went so fast. We knew about it for years and then everything happened really quickly. Don Giller can't handle the truth. That's an Aaron Sorkin line from Few Good Men. <laughs> Who doesn't know that? The audience, man. I'm letting really? the audience know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was an I, wasn't it? Oh. No, Doug Lyman is an I, maybe. The director. Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts is not here. Don Giller. That's one of my favorite episodes of Late Night with David Letterman. Ever. Ever. The Gary Busey episode where Charlie Watts took a hike. It's so good because they are filling time for an hour. And then Gary Busey is the musical segment as well. It's excellent. And he's really good. That's the surprising part. It's not a shit show. He's really good. It's a great episode. I love it. Charlie Watts isn't here. <laughs> Dave, Dave kept trying to say, he kept saying, uh, look, if there was a member of the Rolling Stones that you didn't want to have here, it would, be, it would be Charlie Watts. And Paul would not go away with this. No, no, no. You'd want any member of the Rolling Stones here. It's like, yes, of course. But if there was, if, if one of them isn't going to show up, no, no, never mind. Oh, it was so funny. So funny. So funny. When, they, was, when, those, he, he when that whole there. show was allowed the room to let things happen, magic happened. And then at Late Show, there wasn't room to let magic happen and it still did from time to time, but not as often. And it was also usually half pre-rehearsed. So to me, that'll always be different. But goddamn, that episode is so great. Don Giller, I hope I'm getting a hard drive someday. That'll be nice. All my favorite episodes. <laughs> and any of the micro... Don, do you remember this? Do you remember this? This is a question for Don Giller. All right. Shout out to Don Giller. <laughs> there was... I'm going to say... Summer of 94. It would have had to have been summer of 94. For personal reasons, I'm not willing to <laughs> go into here. But it had to be summer of 94. Trust me. Where Dave was sitting at this desk in the theater, because it was new, and he was, something was going, they were rewiring something. For whatever reason, he was yanking on the, on the, the, the cable down here. And eventually he broke the mic and it came out and he was, then he was playing with it. And then he started shaving with it. He was like, because it looks like an old fashioned <laughs> razor. And it was a very funny, funny, uh, it wouldn't be funny to anybody else, but for me, the microphone of it all and the desk, I would love to see it because I, I, I barely saw it that night. Again, personal reasons. And uh, I always wanted to. It wasn't running the, uh, the VCR that night. And it's one of those things that, you know, it happened early enough in my life and an, an impressionable enough time in my life that I've always sort of wondered, did it actually happen? Because I never saw it again. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, did you dream that? Because that's a weird microphone-centric thing. 
it for the microphone centric guy to come up with. Weird. Couldn't tell you who the guest was, uh, just that Dave was complaining in the first act when he sat down at the desk that there was too much cable behind the, the thing here because they were rewiring something and then he started yanking on it and then the, the this, <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. I'll see if I can't recreate it. I'll probably break the damn thing. He was, was like yanking on it and it was, and it was doing this. <laughs> it started hopping around like this. I can't believe I just did that because it's a weird, the childhood kid in me was like, oh, wow, I didn't have this stuff last time I did. All right, whatever. Very embarrassing. Sometimes hey, uh, the curtain gets pulled back a little too far. <laughs> uh, yes, ah. it is, Don, and you did a great job of cutting just the Busey segments out of it, but the truth is the whole uh, show is great. Um... Yeah, you know what? I forgot you did upload that. I think I'm going to make a note to watch that tonight. It's hey, so uh, good. Hey, want to know something else Don did for us? Yeah, please. He, he, he played a little Did It Happen with Mark Malkov. Oh, uh, go ahead. Go on. I, I don't know. Do we want to let Don? I know the answer now, but... Uh, well, wh- why don't you repeat the question for the viewers? <laughs> All right. So there's a legendary story in, uh, in, in late night history that people don't know if it actually happened or not. It was someone like Zsa, Zsa Gabor sitting beside Johnny Carson, and she had a cat in her lap. And uh, she said something like, hey, would you like to uh, pet my pussy? And he said, sure. Do you want to move that cat? And something like that. I probably it butchered was Jane, it. And, Jane Fonda was on the show and asked him, hey, my son was watching the other night. And he said, is it true? Yes. Okay. There and Johnny go. said, no, it's not. I think I would recall that. But go ahead. According to Mark Malkov, it is not true. It did not happen. That's what I said. That's what you said. That's exactly right. Who s- but somebody said it did. Ha- they thought it did happen. Was it you? Yes. All right. There were a bunch of people that thought it happened. And it's one of those things that people have said, I remember seeing it. Yes. Um, yeah. That's it's one, one of, of the reasons things. I believed it didn't happen, because the type of people that say that are liars. No, go. I'm just kidding. It's the same thing I was mentioning a few minutes ago, and that's probably why you brought it up, because I had this memory of this thing that may or may not have actually happened. Although it exactly. looks like it did happen on May 23rd, 1995. So it's possible I had my... Possible Check I had your my email. You I don't know how that could be. Your way. My de- no, it would be 94, what I'm thinking of. It was summer of 94. Oh, Dawn is other people's memories, and I've had so many people tell me that. I swear to God it happened at this time. And then Don will unequivocally show the evidence that our memories are. Well, I'm wondering if this is a different, if this date, whatever this is, is a different thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't see it first. I had to be told by someone else who was there, hey, look at that. He's doing the thing with the thing over there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. But I was otherwise occupied at the time at that point in my life. And it was not the most interesting thing going on in the room. Same summer, I was a lifeguard, and I got in the, I was a passenger in the car accident and why my neck and back are all screwed up still to this day. It sounds like the same 90. summer I was at band camp. You know what? Maybe I do have my numbers. Maybe maybe I do have my 
Wouldn't it be funny if all that shit didn't happen summer of 94? It was actually 95. It had to be 94 because it was the first year in the Legion. It was. That's what he's saying. Was the mic thing. All right. I love how, from that description, how quickly he comes up with that. I, I listened to him do it on the phone one night. It was a, a vague description, and he went and methodically started crossing out and eliminating certain times, and within 20 minutes, he had it, he had the, the episode. It was mind-boggling. He was doing it for somebody while I was on the phone. It was extremely impressive. Speaker on Broadway not working. Dave shaves with microphone. It's weird, though, because the person in my memory who was there, uh, I didn't know her in 95. <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess we still know one another, but I'll scan the show. Yeah, thanks. He's... Uh, yeah, his database is so good because he, he made all those notes, and he actually, actually had columns to make all those notes way back in the day before there were databases. I live alone. <laughs> Hilarious. 95. How would that be? <laughs> it's weird. I'm, try I'm really trying to make the math work in my head, and it can't I can't get there. Because the thing I'm thinking of was the same summer as, like, you stay, and fucking the Lisa Loeb and the Stone Temple Pilots and... You know what I mean? I was driving to Camp Kiwi in Mayapak, New York every year, every uh, day with a could be lifeguard. Camp Kiwi. How about this? What were you doing in May of 95? Farting around. I would right. have been a, like a, a couple weeks before I graduated high school. And I didn't, I wasn't, I was elsewhere. Mm-hmm. There you go. At that um, camp. And the weird thing is May of 95 wouldn't have even have been summer. So is there a chance that maybe my this person came back? And, I mean, maybe. If so, then my whole timeline for my life when things happen, though, during that are a year off because I always thought they were 94. And I've thought that since 96. <laughs> Because the accident was uh, 94. Had to have been. I wasn't there, but it sounds <laughs> good. Nobody cares. Nobody cares <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Ch Don is the chat GBT AI bot of Letterman. Yeah, kind of. Does anybody ever use the uh, Google search images or whatever that thing is? Like if you have an image and then you want to see more images like it, you go do a Google search images or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've not done it yet, so. But apparently it's about 10-year-old technology, and I'm just <laughs> hearing about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I could find a picture that I had yeah. of something from late night, but uh, but it's only the only one I have, and then I could scan it, and then it'll scan the internet for every other picture that has stuff like that in it that I, that I don't have. Is that, is that true? Yeah, I've I've heard of what you're talking about. Yes, I've heard people talk about it. Wow. I've never personally done it. I'm such an old guy where I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Why well, I don't know more. <laughs> Forty five years old, you'd think I'd know more at this point. You would think that. <laughs> Nothing we can do about it. 
Oh, that's so awesome. People are still donating to the thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you on uh, GoFundMe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Or through the uh, website, autoimmunityfoundation.org. We have been uh, doing a lot of stuff with you in, the, uh, in, in your medical stuff. It seemed like for a long time we uh, weren't doing much, and you were setting up appointments and going through all of the hell to make it so we could go see some people and whatever. Now we're seeing some people. You're doing some stuff. Do what's your take on the stuff you're doing? You still feel like shit. Is it helping? I think it's still too new to know. Okay. I need to see a couple more specialists, and I'll know more. Okay. There's a couple appointments we have coming up that you're making for when we get back. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Cool. It's uh, weird to be back in that system. It's weird to know the hospitals again and everything. You know, we got to know Cedars at the old times uh, in the old days so so well that we could. <laughs> it seemed like there was somebody on every floor of every different tower, and we would just zip all around. We're getting to be that way at UCLA now. Yeah. How do they compare? Uh, they're really different. Um, I had a person I could call at Cedars, my doctor there, and I don't have a main person at UCLA. Right, right. It all goes through the other. So I find that to be the most different, but the care is, I think, better at a college atmosphere. There's more eyeballs looking at things. Yeah, I hesitate to say that, but I feel the same way. I feel the same way that the level of care, or maybe just the level of attention you're getting is is more. It's a different kind of people. They're still students. Still, they're still active learners. Whereas at hospitals, people tend to have jobs already. So they're already in that system of who they want to please. And it's not usually the patients. It's their boss or whatever. Right. So everything's different. Yeah, I like the, the teaching hospital element. Not just because of House and Princeton Plainsboro, but it seems like if we're going to have to go through this, we may as well help other people go through it. It in the seems future. broader in that there's more ideas considered. Oh, I agree with that. Versus too. like, oh, we can get this paid for. That's different. I agree. Zach Clapman in 1995 was setting records for Baywatch minutes viewed. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Mitch Baywatch. And, I and loved that. What was the kid's guy. name? Toby? No. That wasn't Toby. Something close to that, though. Can I ask Nicole Hobie. a question? Hobie. Hobie. Yes. Hobie became. Oh, just uh, before we get off of the uh, the MS talk, is Lem what's the... Uh... Have you ever is the the chemo drug thing that you're doing right now the infusion is it not is it called Lemtrada? No. No. Tisabri. Okay. Tisabri. T y s a b r i. Okay. A good friend of ours uh, had a six month chemo like uh, treatment for MS called Lemtrada uh, oh. a couple of years ago, and so anyway, I was just wondering if it was the same one. Yeah. No. This one's different, and. Uh... Is this, it's not new though, right? Is it new towards MS? No, it's been modified. Okay. Uh, easy to use and pretty cool. Oh, I might have missed that there. Probably because I don't see it in the scan looking further. Oh, that's funny. Don Ooh, Giller doesn't have it in his 1995 scan. It'd be weird if a, a keystroke error made it 
But May still seems too early. It should have been like August or September. Oh, well. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> yes, easy to use and pretty cool. I still don't know what that refers to. Eight meant late shows database, not mine, and I see they aired. Oh, pardon me. Let's see what's happening here. Yes, exactly. Oh. Separate. So disregard 523.95. Jay Ryan's back in the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Named after the famous cat boat, boat cat thing. What the? <laughs> Easy to use? What is that? trying to find Zach's last. It's <laughs> hilarious. Baywatch named after the famous boat cat thing. I don't get it. Mitch Baywatch. Um, all right, so this should be interesting. Uh, let's see what else I remember from that episode. Uh, other than it would have been in summer of 94, which I'm fairly certain I said. That makes me feel a lot better. I was like, how could that? Did you see me before? Your I was face. like, there's no way. My life doesn't make sense. It cracked my reality open. You couldn't clearly focus on anything It didn't else. make sense to me. I was like, how could that be? Because I, I trust Don's. So I was like, oh, he's right. Then I why know. am I so wrong? I saw your brain split trying to figure it out. All right. So Don's now is on the hunt. I'm sure of it. Uh, and then Don Giller, one last question for you. If you're able to listen while you're hunting on that, it's a desk question. Um, hmm. I don't know if there's a way to do this, but there might be. Here, wait, I'll do this. There's going to be a way. There's going to be a way. I'm going to make my phone a camera. And then I will ask Don with visual aids. Here we go. Turns out it was 1994 on Leno's show. Hilarious, because I loved watching Leno in 94. 94 is when Leno moved across the hall to Studio 3. Out of the old Johnny Studio One. And and since we're talking about that stuff, it is about to change hands. The Warner Brothers is about to take the keys and possession of the old NBC Burbank lot. It is very sad to me just because I remember it as being NBC. But if you go back before that, it was technically Warner Brothers. So they're actually getting it back. If you go back that far, but that was before Bob Hope personally design, helped design Studio One and that high audience that you know Johnny had for so long. Um, whatever. So they're actually Hobie. Yes, Hobie's son was Mitch's name. Baywatch. Hobie Cat is a kind of boat or something. I am not helping <laughs> <laughs> this show. Oh, um, speaking of this show, I was just alerted to something. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> I have a podcast tonight with a guy by the name of Matt Larkin. Uh, Matt Larkin's been in TV for a long, long time, but for three years was one of the audience coordinators for uh, Late Show. I thought we were on at seven. He thinks we're on at six. I have to go. Okay, buddy. I love Bye. you guys. Love you too. Uh, you'll be here Thursday? We'll be here Thursday with Ray Schaefer from, uh, from Broad Arrow Group, formerly of Portland. I too will be here Thursday. Okay, great. Sorry about your Bronco. You Have a great recording session with the audience coordinator from the Late Show. Yeah, I will. Thanks. Okay. We'll talk soon. See if Don's hangs out Bye. with us here or if he jumps ship to go do his podcast. This will be, be interesting. Because I have another oh, question for Don's and I was going to – it's a desk question. It's about something that's written back here and I wanted to ask Don's if he, uh, if he knew about it. <laughs> Peace and love, guys. Bye, buddy. 
Um, I don't need to use the visual, uh, the visual aid. I'll just ask Don if you're still here. There is a. All right, it's two questions, two-parter. Two different shows, desk-related. Might be the same show, but desk-related. Uh, when they first built this Late Show desk for the Late Show, it it was built with this. It came around too far, and then they they like literally hacksawed off part of the desk one night on the show. Dave was complaining, he kept hitting his leg, so they 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 literally took the desk out and, and hacksaw a piece of it off. The the evidence of that is here still to this day. I'm curious if you have that, and then also. Was ZZ Top the guest that night? Because I vaguely remember him having them sign it, but the only thing that's over here is a tiny little ZZ. I think it's even in pencil, which is hilarious. So, curious, was this desk signed by ZZ Top? And am I right? Did they hack the end of it off on the air? Those are the questions. And then I don't really have anything else tonight. <laughs> I mean, this has been ridiculous. Uh, we didn't think we'd be here, but we are, and we'll be here Thursday as well. And then we are headed out. Um, we're doing something on Saturday that's pretty exciting that we'll share with you, I think, on Thursday maybe. And then I think we're out of town right then and there. And we may leave right from that thing on Saturday. So um, that is what's going on. Yeah, Don's busy. I think he jumped ship. Or, or, or I really put the squeeze on him and he's like, this is wrong. And he's taking, I mean, if the Late Show database had it listed wrong and he's doing something to correct it and find other things, this is like he what he lives be. for. It's what he lives for. Yeah. You take his time on this. This might be a say there. Thought maybe that would, uh... <laughs> nope, still nothing. <laughs> Um, back on Thursday, Ray Schaefer from, uh, they just did the big Porsche 75th anniversary auction, but he's uh, currently from Broad Arrow Group with our friend Ramsey Potts. And, uh, I think it's a Haggerty. Is it a Haggerty company? I think it's a Haggerty auction site because the, their offices are over at Haggerty. I think it is. And, and, and those guys have had a long, long history with them. So anyway, hardly a show. Har I'd hardly call this a show. This has been a group hang at best. But um, it has been a blast hanging with all of you and letting you know what's going on. Thank you, thank you, thank you for donating to the uh, Autoimmunity Foundation and to the GoFundMe. Uh, please continue to do so. We really, really appreciate it. Um, more information on that on the Thursday show. But uh, tomorrow, uh, I'll be making more posts both wherever I said it would be. It's the Autoimmunity Foundation page, which we hadn't been doing, and then also the GoFundMe page. And, uh, and there's website updates as well on the AutoimmunityFoundation.org page. So it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm exhausted. I can't wait to go on this trip just so I can get out of this headspace. I know. I think it'll be really good for us to get out. ZZ Top, 3494. I wonder if 3494 or 10295 is when they sign this desk and, and they, they hack the side off this. 3494, man. And when the heck, when the heck this microphone thing was? I don't think anybody else would care with either one, but it was it was funny to me. And I don't, I'm not 100% positive it happened. Once he said, oh yes, Dave shaving with microphone, I go, oh, it did happen. But it was a different thing. Different microphone. I saw that. All right. Yes, I'm searching through another source for the fucking mic thing. 
Oh, God. It's so good. Oh, this is great. So good. The depth. The depth. So good. Searching for the fucking mic thing. There's the real dog goat. Yes, I'm searching through another source for the fucking mic thing. I feel, I feel like he didn't even need to say that out loud. I got it through telekinesis. I felt that already. It's good to have the veils pulled back on so many things. Big time. I'm trying to see. I wonder if there's any. Did we do all these? Yeah, we did the East Coast feeds last week, right? Yeah. I think. I think so, too. So I'm going to delete these. Get those out of here. Hang on. Don Killer says, hang on. We're hanging on. Standing by. Move that. Oh, here's this in the meantime. <laughs> and you know, as good as that is, it also puts me in the mind of this classic right here. <laughs> The Stiglet, woohoo! That was awesome. The Stiglet, shout out to the Stiglet, by the way. If anybody isn't following the Stiglet, please follow the Stiglet on Instagram and uh, Facebook. He is killing it. He just graduated high school two weeks ago, maybe. And you know, he's been doing karting for years. First of all, he started with sim racing, then he moved to karting, then he moved to like the heavy duty karting out at uh, Cal Speed. Then he graduated to Spec Miatas, where he is currently. And he's only had a few races, and he's killing it. He's already podiumed, uh, and, and he's just doing a really, really great job. This is somebody to follow in motorsports. If you are into racing and, and you like racing for a long time and you like following people's careers, check out Joey the Stiglet. Just he's follow him. One to watch. He's, he, I love that He's going to be a great driver. He's already a great driver, but he's, it's the whole package because he's I, he's a good commentator. He can do videos. He's going to be able to do – all of it. That's exciting. Hang on. Found it. June 20th, 1994, which coincides perfectly with my memory of working at Camp Kiwi and getting in a car accident and losing my... Oh, geez, I didn't say that last part. Um, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, when my mom's dead, I'll tell you a funny story about that. That's right. No, she wasn't there for my... But, uh, but somehow she came in to uh, play, and uh, someday when she's dead, I'll tell you a great story about all that. Not great, just funny. When my mom dies, I will make much more sense. Uh, Dave broke his microphone and makes believe he's shaving with it. June 20th, 1994. Don Giller, bless you. Bless you. For real. That's nothing to anybody else. It's a huge deal to me. And I'm assuming this came from your notes and not the show notes. This is from the Don Giller archive is how we got this correct information. On to the ZZ topping. All right, so this is fun for him. It's like exercise. I'll take it. Same well, then I'll t let me take a picture here of the thing.
Let's see, I guess maybe I'll do it this way. Does this work? Whoopsie daisy. There we go. See it? Well, that doesn't work at all. Gosh darn it. It literally just wrote ZZ. And to me, that's very, very bizarre. But who else would have done it? Especially, is that, there we go. And then if it's not from them and somebody's trying to do like the fucking, you know, Nazi symbol or something like that, then I want to erase it. <laughs> but I'm fairly certain that, uh, that ZZ Top signed it. Ah, Walter Kim's log. Wow. I'll never forget my email from Dom Gillett telling me that podcasts are nothing more than verbal masturbation. <laughs> well, that was before he had one. Now he's got a few to play with. The thing that surprises me, and I've come to this realization lately, and we were talking about it uh, with some friends the other day, I don't understand how much longer they'll be doing television out of 30 Rock because of the, the cost of the real estate, and I, as much as I'd hate to see it leave, when you can do this here, like we're in, a, in our dining room, but what if you took my production abilities and gave us a real studio and said, oh, okay, go build us a real studio that would normally cost $2 million or something like that. Well, I could do that for a tenth of that price and give them more than they have. You could. So I don't understand where it gets cost effective. You just go rent a warehouse someplace. I don't, I don't get it. I think TV's dead. I think so, too. And it pains me to say that, but mm -hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. Weird. I love that we're just hanging around on the air so Don Geller can get us answers that are only interesting to me. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for hanging with us. The Late Night Desk is the side of it here. Let me go to a wide shot so you can see what I'm talking about. I'm talking about over here on the, on the side of the desk here. You see how it's round on both sides, over here and over there. It only, on the late night desk, it only came around to the halfway point because you only need to build what, what you see on TV, you know? So, and Dave was able to kind of just get over here and just was able to work with the space a little better. And then the, the, the late show desk was oriented differently and they, they built a little bit more material on the, that round because theoretically it might get seen. It was, it was just, it was oriented differently. It wasn't hidden, but that screwed up what he was doing. So they had him, he had them like literally hacksaw it off, which is why this desk, which is nice and custom made everywhere else, it has the roughest edges and corner on that one side. I know you can't see any of that. I'm sorry. Tried to do this before, but Mike left, and now I don't know how to do it. All right, what are we at? Just easy top and the. Uh... And then also somebody wrote on the bottom of the desk. Dave sucked at the Oscars. It's like it's on the bottom of the top, but I feel like somebody wrote that. I don't feel like that was from the Late Show. Remember, this was at a museum for a little bit. Like, right. somebody could have seen it. and Stupid. Right. That doesn't seem like an inside job. An inside job? It doesn't no. seem like it would be. No, I agree. They all seem to be such fans of this. They'd find something 
positive in anything. Uh, the st- the crew, the staff, people that, yeah, people that worked there. I don't want to get too deep on that. I would imagine it probably goes both ways. I mean, when I asked, when Walter asked Barbara about the microphone and who, well, who did they, what did you, who did you guys think took it? She said they, they thought it was one of the staff members. <laughs> they thought it was one of the, one of the new crew because they didn't know any better. I remember being blown away by the knowledge of how much fans were in the chat groups. So I feel like that might go further. Um, striking out with ZZ and desk. Okay, yeah, that was a weird one. <laughs> now I get it. There we go. Video streaming killed the TV star. Now I'm with you. I knew what you were doing, but I didn't quite get it with the last one. Remember MTV killed the radio yeah. with video killed the radio star. Well, this one I'm not as firm about because it's not locked into my memory forever. I just sort of kind of remember it. And and it, it's definitely happened. But I it may not have been ZZ Top. It may have just been a night that they sawed off part of Dave's desk. But it was definitely a segment. And he was, he was complaining about it earlier. And then at some point they come out. And then like, you know, at the halfway point during the show, like after the guest segment or something, they 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 saw it off. I can't remember how it happens. And then I feel like he said, oh, then we'll have so-and-so sign it. And then I feel like when they did, I feel like Dave was disappointed. That's it? That's what we waited for? to have? That's all they did? This is a weird show. Only hit on one show, Beer Desk and Buzz Aldrin. Doesn't ring a bell beer desk I don't remember that one I do remember the uh, the Gatorade it was ironic because I couldn't figure out why the microphone looked different in the beginning of the episode and then I realized when they did the Gatorade dump that they had wrapped it in cellophane <laughs> to, so as to not damage it at NBC they'd have a prop microphone they had a fake one you know they'd throw on the desk for whenever there was an Almar bag of tricks or whatever the heck uh, but at CBS, they didn't. They only had the the one real one <laughs> that the that the crew brought over. Hmm. All right, well, well, we'll go deeper on that one. I'm thrilled about the the microphone thing though because uh, I was pretty sure about it. Are we good? <laughs> I think it's all right. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday once again. Ray Schaefer and. Buzz played the bass, right? Yeah, right. On the Apollo moon landings. <laughs> I don't get it. But I don't know how your things are stored. You know what I mean? These are just notes he made with things that happened in the show so that he's right. able to find these things in the database. Right. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, so whatever. So we'll be back on Thursday, and then we're hitting the road this weekend. Love you. Thank you uh, to everybody, uh, Autoimmunity Foundation. We know you have many options uh, for viewing entertainment or whatever this is. Thanks for choosing this. Uh, we are brought to you by the Autoimmunity Foundation. The foundation is supported by you. 
viewers like you. Please consider supporting today. Or if you'd just like to learn more, go to autoimmunityfoundation.org, autoimmunityfoundation.org. Autoimmunityfoundation.org. Yep. Um, and this is supporting her directly, just FYI. I mean, we've got some grand uh, ideas for how this will help a lot of people in the future. But, I mean, right now it's literally going to uh, to, to Nicole. So um, there's so many people who love and support her um, and are always saying, like, oh, I don't know how to help. I don't know how to help. This is it. This is it for now. There will be other ways in the future, but this is it. So we love all of you. Please love one another and uh, have a great night. We'll see you out there. Is that it? That's it. Done. <laughs>